You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Mets with MLB.com's Mets beat reporter, Anthony DeComo. Something that's starting to bubble up a little bit as an interesting question with this team, and I do hate to pour cold water on what's been a really exciting and entertaining run, but one of the things that happens with young starters is the teams have to manage their workloads, and there are a lot of ways to do that. And The Mets have been talking about that to some extent for a long time, but we are coming up on a time when some guys are starting to butt up against what they ideally want to do. And, you know, they've talked about going to a six-starter periodically, and they've talked about sliding a guy in here and there. But the fact is that even that probably only saves each of these guys over what's left. Maybe one, two starts. Um, First, just broadly, philosophically, how are they looking at, in particular, Harvey and Syndergaard, since those two guys seem like the biggest worries, given that DeGrom pitched a full season and is a little older and is not coming off surgery? Yeah, you're right that DeGrom is pretty much okay. Now, I mean, if he goes eight, nine innings every time out in August, September, we'll probably uh, get to a place where the Mets aren't entirely comfortable. But compared to Harvey and Syndergaard, really Harvey more than anything, um, he's okay. Uh, you know, philosophically, the Mets are looking at this as limits. Harvey, for example, the Mets are looking at a 185, 190, maybe you stretch it to 195, um, and that's sort of the point is that these are limits, but they're not the only thing. They're a little soft in that, you know, not that they're going to let these guys blow past them, um, but they can approach them, they can go beyond them a little bit, and it's probably not the end of the world. And, you know, within the front office, within the, the guys who are actually sitting there and making these decisions, it's not just innings. It's just the simplest uh, way to look at it. Uh, you know, they look at stressful situation versus non-stressful. They look at pitches. Um, they look at how a guy's holding up physically and, and so on and so forth. Uh, now, they are going to do everything in their power to live with these guys, like you said. You're going to see a spot started here real soon. You're going to see Stephen Matt, provided he's healthy, rejoin the rotation in early September. And if he's not, they'll probably look for someone else to rejoin the rotation at that point, um, just because they do need to stretch this thing out a little bit. Uh, all that being said, um, the Mets want to win, and they saw what happened with the Nationals and, and Steven Strasburg in the playoffs a couple of years ago. They saw what happened with their own team in 2007 when they were putting out some names down the stretch that were not necessarily the guys that got them there, and they wound up missing the playoffs. And uh, it's a really, it's really a situation they would like to avoid. Um, to a, to some extent, there's no avoiding it because you're going to see like a Dylan G or a, or a Logan Verrett type pitch at some point here in August to September. Um, But the Mets are trying to limit that as much as they can while still staying within the parameters of keeping Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard and Jacob DeGrom contained enough that that once they do get to October, it's no holds barred. And that's sort of definitely one of the questions here is how exactly does Stephen Matz fit? First of all, how close is he? Uh, How realistic is is this to getting him back in the rotation soonish? It's pretty realistic. He's going to get on a mount. He's going to excuse me. He's going to throw a rehab game on Saturday, 
Um, and once he does that, he'll probably need a couple more starts. They're going to take it relatively slow with him. Uh, they don't necessarily have a ton of space on their roster anyways until things expand on September 1st. So you're probably going to see him right on September 1st or a couple days after that. And then again, you know, Matt was a guy who earlier in the summer would have fit squarely into that group as a guy who they're worried about the innings. Uh, now that he's sat out so much time, it's not a worry. So he can take the ball every sixth game in September uh, without issue. As long as he's healthy, he will be there. Um, I, I think there's no doubt in the Mets' mind that he will pitch well and pitch at a high level where you don't have to worry about a drop-off. I think fans would be excited to see Stephen Matz out there in a pennant race in September, and it's a little bit of trial by fire, obviously. But um, you know, he's a pitcher the Mets are prepared to rely on. Yeah, it is a relatively small group of guys. Uh, the Mejia suspension obviously hurts. Levin being out for the year obviously hurts. And it's not outside the realm of possibility that the Mets will make another move, uh, a waiver move before the end of August to bring in a reliever. Not not that you can rely on something like that to really change the face of your bullpen, but it's something the Mets are looking at. Um, you know, this team has been hesitant to do that, to cut short starters this year. Uh, because they have been in that we got to win mode, we'll worry about it later mode, we'll worry about it later mode. And later is almost here. So it is something that at some point they're probably going to have to explore. And and the thing about the bullpen is uh, this is a group that's had a lot of doubters this year. Not that the Mets bullpen has lit the world on fire, but it has done very well. Uh, a lot of that's familiar at the back end. Uh, really has taken to the closers role. It's been great. Tyler Clippert has been excellent as a trade deadline acquisition. Uh, but these guys have not been overworked by any means compared to how we've seen in years past where so many of them, have, uh, you know, even the good ones have gotten to August and just worn down and even broken down. Uh, the Mets have been pretty careful, I would say, with the bullpen over the course of the summer. And you're right, maybe now is the time to unleash them. Maybe now is the time, instead of pushing Matt Harvey and having him throw 110 pitches in eight innings, have him throw 95 and, and seven and be done. Uh, it would help you know, if the offense keeps hitting like they're hitting and gives a little more margin for error to work with because you hate to see Harvey, for example, come out of a one-run game and then the bullpen give it up. But uh, these are the sacrifices you make. If, if you're as committed as the Mets say they are to keeping these guys uh, under or at least close to the limits, keeping them healthy, that's what you think it's going to take uh, for future seasons, then, you know, something's got to give, and that, that very well might be it. What's the latest on David Wright? What are we looking at as far as getting him back on the Major League roster? Well, he is playing in rehab games down in Port St. Lucie. Uh, played two today off, set to play again. And, um, you know, with David, as long as he's feeling good, as long as he's healthy, as long as there's no major complaints out of him, which there haven't been yet, uh, you know, he's going to need about 30 plate appearances, he said. That should take us, I would say, early to middle of next week and then again it's a day-to-day proposition it's very flexible depending on how he feels uh but if all goes well or even if nothing goes wrong i should say uh you could see him in new in uh on that next road trip uh they've got a long swing uh that they're going to baltimore denver 
and then Philadelphia. And I, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to see David Wright make his, at this point, very long-awaited return on that road trip. It's a pretty good set of places to, to hit, at least. Uh, this is probably getting too far ahead of things, but when he comes back, is he basically every day, or do they maybe manage him a little bit? Is it maybe a two-out-of-three thing at first when he comes back? Yeah, and everyone hits in Denver, but I'll add that David Wright has historically hit uh, incredibly in Philadelphia. Um, to answer your question, it, it's not an everyday thing. As much as David Wright uh, says he would like it to be, um, there's no way the Mets will let that happen because there's no way the Mets can let him get or let him have a setback with this stenosis issue on their watch. Um, uh, again, so much of this is hard to answer because much of it depends on how he's feeling on a daily basis, on what's on just what's going on, how he's bonding, how he's playing too. The Mets have other options at third base, and not that they would bench David Wright, uh, but if he's taking a while to find his stroke, I don't think it's unreasonable to think you'll see a little more you on your base, for example. Um, realistically, I'd say as opposed to being a six-day-a-week player, probably looking at a four-day-a-week player, I think, you know, He'll obviously play every time the Mets face a left-handed pitcher, uh, you know, and once you get deep into September, if you're playing super important games down the stretch, I don't think it's unreasonable to, to think David Wright will be in there pretty much every day at that point. But they are going to ease him back in. They're afraid of overworking him, and rightfully so. And, uh, you know, it's going to be on David Wright a little bit to prove not only that he's healthy, but that he's still capable at this point this season of, of being an everyday player and, and, and really of being productive on an everyday basis. We, we may, I, I'd probably be better served to save this when we've got a little more time, but got a minute or two here and I kind of do want to get into it. It feels like, and I'm not in New York, but it feels like just sort of broadly, we sleep a little bit on just how good Travis Darno is. He, he has come back mm. and, you know, he, this this run has coincided with the acquisitions, but it's also coincided with Darno being back in this lineup. Um, is he at this point a true talent, all star caliber offensive catcher? Is he a two eighty three fifty on base four eighty slugging? I mean, is this a guy he is? Is this guy really really good, or is he just kind of having a good hundred at bats this year? I don't think there's any doubt that that's his ceiling. Uh, he's not there yet, only because you know. He has been so injury-prone over his major and minor league career. Uh, he has had a ton of trouble staying on the field, and that in turn has affected his consistency. So until he proves that he can play, you know, even 135, 140 games a year, uh, it, it's really tough to put him in that class. But if you're just looking at sheer talent, this guy's off the charts. I mean, you, don't, you, you wouldn't even know it by looking at him, but he's got really legitimate raw power. I mean, he's one home run he hit. The other day at City Field, I mean, it was a shot. And it's the type of thing you see from him in batting practice on a daily basis. He's a very good hitter. We all know what he can do behind the plate in terms of pitch framing. I think that's well established by now that, that he's that he's good back there. Um, yeah, I, I, it's something the Mets have been waiting for for a couple of years, to be honest, to be for him to put it all together. And the reason why he has it, I think, is more health than anything. Uh, if he can stay healthy down the stretch, if you can stay healthy next April, May, June, I think certainly you could very easily be looking at an all-star at that point. But it's one of those things at this point where you've had a major injury, uh, you know, three of the last four years, or it might even be more than that, to be honest, off the top of my head. Uh, it's almost like you go into see, I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it mode. And that's kind of 
where I think a lot of people are out with Travis Darno. All right. Well, Anthony DeComo, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.